0: been uh, another week since we've been on before and you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM Porter County Buzz Uh, I'm the host one of the hosts uh, Greg says I know (laughs) (laughs) and that person you just heard talking was Andy Bozek uh, the co-host and then our special guest today is from our 911 facility in Porter County Anthony Stua welcome Anthony to the to our show
1: thank you very much for having me <laughs> do you want to go by Anthony or Tony or Tony's fine. Is, it, is it okay either way okay I
0: was gonna Tony's say. fine is that what we're gonna call him Tony either that or I've been swearing at him at every <laughs> <council> meeting. <laughs> he's like I don't like that guy <laughs> yeah it is it is interesting uh, but yes yeah. so Tony it is Tony it is former Marine so that's great to hear and uh, thank you for your service
1: yeah and, and, and and I think we were corrected <laughs> before this it's not ex-marine Former marine, yeah. Former yes. And that was
0: Andy memory. that was corrected because I knew the <laughs> yeah, right thing. I'm
1: learning, I'm learning. Well, you know, when you're 26, 27 years old, you're
0: still trying to learn. Oh, to my learn. God. <laughs> the, yeah, his nose is growing, everybody. You can't see it, but it's about to poke one of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anthony has no idea, what, Tony has no idea what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to warn you, we tried to warn you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we won't start talking about your website yet. We'll wait till later to bring that up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh my them. God. But why, why don't we just start? And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And then uh, I know we we've got some questions we want to go over, but just tell us about yourself personally. What you do for the county, and and why it's called E nine one one and not just nine one one.
2: Oh yeah, yeah so I called
1: the nine one one. much E nine one one,
2: just emergency nine one one. It's the emergency services we receive. Uh, Everything for police, fire, EMS, a lot of non-emergency information that may occur. And the interesting thing for us is we have been recognized by the state of Indiana as of July of 2020 as first responders. Awesome. Uh, I really push that because this batch is the first first responder. Literally, they are the ones that are on scene before anybody else, and they paint a picture of everything that's going on for those police officers responding to the call, the fire department. This isn't like Steve Martin from... uh, the movie where he's he's the fire chief and he's sniffing out the fire. We have right? to <laughs> there. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We have to give the information. It's not the matter that they're just calling the police department <laughs> yeah. saying we've got this going on, hey, we've got a problem with this address, go. We get the information, location, verify that address. We do ask a lot of questions, but I love our industry because we are able to develop that entire Image of what they're responding to, whether it's weapons and all these other inform- bits of information, how long would this happen if they're trying to leave, the description of the subject involved. Mm-hmm. And that's all done on the phone. Sometimes we're negotiators, sometimes we're counselors, sometimes we're just giving somebody a little bit of help based on they need a phone number or a direction, mm-hmm. of what someplace they're trying to get to. Um, I'm very lucky to be in this industry. I, I take a great deal of passion for this. But currently, I am. With Porter County 911. I have my
1: uh, per, currently. You mean for the the
2: rest of, of your for life? Me. You're right stuck with us for <laughs> the rest of your life. I've been here two and a half years. That's just easy. Um, and, and I do love Porter County. It's it's a wonderful community mm-hmm. to be a part of. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I have my certifications through. We have two major agencies in uh, 911. APCO, which is the Association of Public Safety Communications Officials. Okay. And then NINA, which is the National Emergency Number Association. And I hold different credentials. I'm uh, a registered professional safety leader, I'm also an emergency number professional, and a certified public safety executive, just three of our uh, main publications. You've got a lot of acronyms, acronyms yes. behind your name. Yeah. I can't add yeah. two anymore, yeah. but I also have my master's degree in public safety administration. Oh, really? uh, This just means that I've done the paperwork to show I am willing to learn more about our industry. There are people that don't hold these credentials to do just as well if not better than I do. I'm there to take care of our dispatchers mm-hmm. the best I can. And when I'm not working, I'm at home with my wife, my son, and my daughter. Uh, my daughter is 13, my son is 9, and they are my world. That's awesome. When I get to mm-hmm. spend time with them and not drive my wife nuts, it's a good day. If you want to mention their names, because I know my kids love hearing their names. <laughs> my daughter <brother> is Taylor, and my son is Braden, and my wife is Taryn. Hey, hey and guys. They have supported Porter County. They were at our open house which, you know, neither of these individuals were there. Oh my goodness. Which individuals know.
1: are you talking about? Yeah,
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember
0: getting an invitation. Yeah. I don't know. If you had an all invitation, we'd right. a better <laughs> invitation to Puerto Rico. I understand. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Okay, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for
1: sharing your dad with us today because he's,
0: he's got all <laughs> the great information. We appreciate him being with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, th- so now, I, again, the nine, E911 um how did you uh what made you want to get a, involved in e-91 And the beginning so i'm sure you you started out as what dispatch or something like that and worked your way through the system
2: so it was actually an accident for me in the 911 i was going to become part of corporate america i was going for my degree for business management administration and i just got out of the marine corps after a presidential recall active duty to work as a military police officer down in cherry point north carolina wow hmm. so when i got back i'm trying to determine what am i going to do while going to school i decided i'm become an emt and worked for a private ambulance company became a dispatcher for a private ambulance company while going to university of illinois chicago for my bachelor's degree and they consolidated into becoming a 911 dispatcher by the time i fell in love with this industry i decided hmm. once i finished my degree i was going to get my master's degree in public safety administration and continue my career because I saw potential in 911, we have many improvements we're doing daily, and it's ever changing and growing because it needs to accommodate for the public and technology that's available. Mm-hmm. So I worked my way up to supervisor, became a director for another center, uh, decided to go as a deputy director for an even larger center. Uh, at the time, I had applied for Porter County. Later on, they contacted me, and it was Commissioner Good reached out and asked if I was willing to consider coming to Porter County when I had applied a few years in the mm-hmm.
1: past. Were you still in North Carolina at the time? No, or? no, I was
2: back here. I was at, in. I live in Illinois. And oh, nice. Doing oh, high taxes. Tax not nice. <laughs> no, it's not, but <laughs> taking care of family that are nearby is, is a necessity. While yeah, there. absolutely.
0: But cheap license plates, though.
2: That's true. It's <laughs> the only thing cheap. <laughs> but uh, over to Porter County, we've been working on. So many different advancements as we speak. We've moved into a new center uh, from the sheriff's department to the fourth floor at One Five Seven Franklin, doing a lot of work there, trying to make sure we're providing the best possible services we can for Porter County.
1: And wasn't the and maybe I know it's before your time, it's before my time uh, on the council, but um, was nine one one was in this center at one point back when it was a jail or back
2: okay no oh, I didn't a, know that okay floor I believe um, mm-hmm. were, so it's actually a. We've come full circle in 91 Porter County. That's where they started. Moved over to the sheriff's, along with the sheriff's department, to the sheriff's department over on 49, and then we've moved back now to the mm-hmm. renovate center. And its it was a lot of work done by the county. I, I applaud both the council and the commissioners for all the work they've put into this and, and the month they've spent to try to get things mm-hmm. to a, a decent degree for the residents. And we're still trying to make improvements. We're in the middle of doing a, a computer-aided dispatch conversion to a newer system that will, again, provide a better response for our residents. Are you guys mm-hmm. coming off the Tiburon system? Is that what it we're is? We're coming off the Tiburon system, going on to Mortal's Premier One. Okay. Uh, we're, we're hopefully having that done in the next few months. We're actually starting training in March, uh, so it's, it's going to be a lot of training. We'll be really busy at the center, mm-hmm. and then we still have more advancements we're trying to do even after this is done. How does that
1: work? Cause I, I mean, I, you know, I was on the town of Burns Harbor Council, my wife is now. So when you guys have a major change like that, do the towns have to upgrade or do they, they stay on the old software and you have to operate in both? Or do you guys force them to upgrade? How does that work?
2: So for the most part, most of these, most of the towns that were involved, they were not operating on the systems that we're using. So the primary agencies that were up and when I say operating on the system, utilizing the records management system or RMS. Okay. So uh, mainly it would be, you know, City of Portage, City of Valparaiso, Town of Porter, Town of Chesterton. Uh, Porter and Chesterton have their own uh, dispatch center in, in respect of police calls only. They, we receive all 911 calls at Porter County 911. Porter County Central Communications is their actual name. We receive every single 911 call that comes in, and mm-hmm. we determine if it's police, fire, EMS, or other 911. Mm-hmm. And if it's for police, for Porter or Chesterton, we transfer the call to their agency, and then they handle the police side only. Uh, but they utilize Tiburon for CAD computerized Dispatch, and enter their calls with that. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes at the city of Alpo or the city of Portage they enter their own calls at their station, and then we see the call and we dispatch that. So those are the main entities involved, as well as the sheriff's department, because they handle the what's called JMS jail management system. Oh, yeah. So wow. Pretty much what we did was we were negotiating this. We went, uh, I went through a population density analysis, trying to figure <laughs> out, okay, who's going to pay what, how much is going to be based on who's available and who's did utilizing. So once we did that, we, uh, with the commissioner's assistance and attorney McClure, we went ahead and determined pricing and went to each of those departments and let them know, this is what it's going to be, this is what your involvement is. They were already paying for Tiburon. Now the other agencies that were not involved in paying it, they're going to benefit from having access to the system just before. They use mobile data terminals, MDTs, in their squad cars or the fire apparatuses that allow us to communicate with them, send them call information, Will actually know where these uh, vehicles and apparatuses are. Are those
1: computers or just for, the yes, th- radios? It's okay. The terminals are the computers? The computer. Oh. They have
2: what's called a portable radio or mobile radio in their vehicle, and then a portable radio that they carry it on their on their persons.
1: So. Well, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I was just curious at, at how you guys interconnect, and I think that's a really interesting that you thing you just brought up was, I think Porter and Chester are the only ones you guys don't dispatch. Looking at the website for police. For police. We, we dispatch for their fire. You, okay. Okay. And is that. And I know this has been talked about before. What kind of delay time do you have by transferring that call? Is there a big delay with pushing that call off to them, or is it pretty instantaneous? So
2: it's going to depend on the call. So say it's an accident with injuries. We need to get the medical information because we have to dispatch the fire department. So whereas we're putting the call in, they may be able to clone the call for their police side. and They see it, but they might want to ask some specific questions that they have been uh, taught how to do or trained how to do. So there is a delay to that. Uh, we try to minimize that delay, try to get them involved in the call as soon as possible. But just like if we're transferring our call over to Lake County, we still have to ask some questions first to determine where they're at, if they're on maybe the county line road. <laughs> and we need to make sure you're heading northbound or southbound and oh that, that determines who gets the call wow it's quite literally that's that's the way, that line around. really you know? if they're heading southbound it's going to be on the lake county <coughs> side if they're heading northbound it's on the other side of the county jurisdiction so it's actually in port county wow. <laughs> same with our east side what if you're going north of, and hitting That's van- <laughs> what van- <laughs> oh. we've had that wow and we've yeah. had you know dual jurisdiction going in oh there. really oh wow then once they get on scene we are more worried about getting assistance to the call mm-hmm. so if we if we don't have Qualifying criteria say okay. We know for a fact. This is so-and-so's jurisdiction. We're sending out. We would much rather send out when in doubt That so, makes hmm. sense. Yeah, well wow. And are you guys
1: dispatched like with EMA as well? Is that dispatched through you guys or is that pretty much so, just a transfer phone call to them? And then talking yeah, about yeah, emergency, yeah. Meta, ma, what is it? Emer-
2: so emergency management, management. management. Uh, and you <laughs> know, we don't dispatch them on a call We do contact them for certain calls and we make sure we involve EMA when they're needed Uh, they're an integral part of this county and they one of the better locations that i've noticed that they actually want to be more involved and do more things for the county
0: Mm. same thing with hazmat right Mm -hmm. that we make
2: more notification to hazmat because we realize okay this is a spill and hazmat does fall under ema right now so mm -hmm. therefore it's easier so okay we make notification to that unit he gets all the information for this we can send it to his squad his squad as well he has a computer hmm. and he has all his information okay that's something i didn't think about the
1: hazmat as well that's a, that's a pretty important yeah. thing to attack especially to working right yeah
0: and with an emergency and you yeah. know a spill yeah. the truck overturns or something or just you got accident, diesel you got right. diesel
1: leak, leaking everywhere correct yeah yeah I mean, it could be lots of gallons of fuel so that's that's really well, interesting.
0: logistics is kind of crazy yeah
2: So how many people do you have in the
1: dispatch department over there?
2: So we have currently 32 full-time employees. uh, For us, for full-time, we just need 40 altogether. Overall, all employees, we have 42. Uh, We have four part-time, and we've just had three of our trainees released, fully uh, trained telecommunicators on police, fire. Uh, They can handle our IDACs and call-taking. And Hmm. it's, it's great when you get that experience to hear that the people you've hired have completed the training cycle Mm -hmm. Uh, how long did that cycle take the cycle took uh roughly six to seven months and we do do about one month in class training and then we some centers they will do a incremental training they'll train them on call taking release them as a call taker and they'll deal with call taking for probably three to four months and then they start training on a position for police or a position Mm -hmm. for fire Uh, we try to release them as a call taker continue their training on fire once they're released on fire then we complete the training on different positions for police and the IDACs and then once they're fully released they're able to benefit the center even more as an asset mm-hmm. however during their training phase if we were to have an emergency or we have a mass access we can take them as a release releases call takers and utilize them we try to minimize that use so we don't hinder their training yeah. but right now we're sitting with if the four we have on the floor which I think are all strong candidates for completing this training process. Then we only have one more hiring and we'll be fully staffed. That's crazy. Oh, we're yeah. not oh, that's the one that does not have <laughs> Really? What's this IDAX you keep talking about? What is so that? So, IDAX is the uh, Indiana data and communications uh, system that where if we run a plate for just uh, see the status whether it's clear, wanted, stolen, oh, suspended, okay. we can run individuals, names, uh, we can see if a properties store do you have like, access to that yeah. right now
1: can we run Greg, run Greg Sims' name and just see what comes wow. up I just want to
2: see some wow I to do that. <laughs> no, I'm joking I'm joking because you sure as I can't run Andy Bozzi <laughs> <laughs> we won't say what we have He right? <laughs> <laughs> likes to keep it that's here. not funny
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh no that's I
1: mean that's it's so cool what an interesting job it must be to be a 911 dispatcher.
0: I mean, we all watched the show when we were kids. We'll put, uh, emergency 911, <laughs> yeah, Emergency 1. Nine, yeah, emergency one. One. emergency one, one, 1, I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, like,
1: you're, are you taking calls now, or you were at one point, right? I so mean, you've you, kind of run I, I
2: worked my way up the ladder. I started off as a dispatcher. I do miss working the desk at times, and I've joked with my dispatchers with this new system. I do plan to go in there and assist when needed. Really? Uh, I actually drove in a few weeks after i had started. And I was willing to help out when we had a really bad storm. Uh, realized I wasn't able to get our, our phones to work at the position I was at, so I was at a disadvantage. And uh, I was glad I was there to help out if they needed. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to help out. But our, our dispatchers do a, a, a wealth of different tasks while they're working, and it's, it is an interesting job. It's something that I think you have to have the ability to multitask and kind of partition yourself away from those critical, critical calls that come in. So some of the stressful calls that come in, once you're off the phone, you could have a caller that comes in, and you, you're talking to someone and then giving them instructions on how to cut down someone who just committed suicide and hung themselves. Oh. And mm. then your next call is someone complaining because their dog, is, their next-door neighbor dog is barking too much. Oh wow, yeah. And mm-hmm. th- those dispatchers that we have right now have to be able to reset and be ready for the next call.
0: Well, now that being said, let's say there's a listener out there who thought, yeah, maybe I want to be a nine one one dispatcher. What qualifications, like what would you recommend somebody has, uh, some you know characteristics or whatever or demeanor that that could be very beneficial in this job?
2: So one of the things that I've mm-hmm. preached That's to our uh, mm-hmm. applicants is we're hiring for attitude, and oh, Andy, attitude, he's got a lot of attitude. Lot he's of, all right, about attitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Tony! You started an attitude here. <laughs> My wife has said
2: this several times. This is not a job for her, and she deals with multi-million-dollar order, or uh, orders for a railway company, and she does a great job in her field. Um, the people that want to do this, they should be able to type minimum of thirty-five words per minute. well wow. Sometimes it's a matter of get out your laptop, watch a TV show, turn on the radio, and try to read something on your screen while typing what's going on just the radio, but you're paying attention to the TV. Yeah. That's what this do. Wow. You have to be able to take the caller's information. Here's somebody <laughs> <I'm> else. <honest>. Yeah, <laughs> well, that,
1: well, that might actually well, help you.
2: <laughs> but the attitude portion is being able to treat the caller with respect. Do not mm-hmm. question the caller's authenticity of what they're giving us, and being able to put the information in in an objective manner. Mm-hmm. We don't question whether or not what they're saying is true. We put the information in, we gather information, we are Active list, actively listening to everything in the background in case there's something going on. There's a, there's a story out there right now on Facebook, it's been going on for quite some time. If you call 911 and you have a problem, tell them you're ordering a pepperoni pizza.
0: Tell them you're ordering a pepperoni, ordering a pepperoni pizza. pizza.
2: Or a pizza in general, and they say certain toppings mean certain things. It's false. That's, that's not the way 911 is taught. There might be 911 centers that try to teach them and give that to public, that could be true. However, dispatchers are taught to utilize active listening So if you call 911, they say 911, what's the exact location of your emergency? And you say, I want a pepperoni pizza. Okay, this isn't the pizza place. I know. Okay, are you trying to let us know there's something going on? Yes. Okay, we ask questions then and Mm -hmm. we will use our active listening and the critical thinking that dispatchers have ingrained in them through their training. We ask questions, and we might say, okay, I want you to say you want an extra large, it was this, I want you to choose this. Oh, okay, yeah. Similar Mm -hmm. to if we have somebody call and they can't talk, we might tell them, press the button for yes once, press the button twice for Mm -hmm. no, because they don't want to speak because there might be somebody in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, We teach Mm -hmm. those types of principles and try to have people understand active listening and make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on in the background. It could be someone screaming, get off the phone, and using inappropriate language determining Know, with a re- reference the mm. caller that was just Sorry. my mom because i dialed that I <laughs> accident,
1: <laughs> accident. It oh it did it did a lot because my number was nine two one one seven two six growing up <laughs> so if you miss that too yeah, keep yeah. To <laughs> you get it. no 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 i'm not playing <laughs> well, yeah, i got a smack right. in the back of the head every time it happened <laughs> speaking of so do you guys still go to homes like back then i know that when you dial 911 even if my mom got on the phone and said he did it by accident or my brother and sister did it they would still come and check it out or do you guys still have that or so our
2: policy right now is we dispatch a unit to any landline 911 call because we have accurate location data if it is a wireless caller we try to obtain as much information we can from them if it doesn't appear to be a problem because butt dials happen all the time Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. cell phones uh, we gather information. If they don't respond and we call them back, we utilize a system called texting, and we will text that cell phone that oh, they call wow. called 911. Our dispatchers put a call in, and we hold that call open for, I think, 15 to 20 minutes before they close it out just in case somebody calls back. That way they have the call open, and anybody else who mm-hmm. opens another call, they see, there's a call with this phone number and this location based on what the phone number is giving. We have what's called Annie Alley. Annie is automatic number identification and Allie is automatic location identification. This is a system that comes in through our telephony, our telephone system, and it's given into our CAD system through the phones. So we can see where calls are in general. The cell phone location data is not as accurate yeah. as the landline, but everyone's getting away from landlines. Uh, we're getting a, a huge push for what's called Next Generation 911, NG 911, all the acronyms we have. Keep on going. Yeah, they're, they're funny. I can go. All, I can go a couple
0: hours on my alone. But uh, no.
2: He was a military <laughs> man. I believe this. Yes. With NextGen, that one, they want to have better location data to where someone calls. We can be within feet of where they're Oh wow. Are. wow! As opposed to right now, if we say I'm within 50 meters, that could be a house or two away. Uh huh. Oh, that's that's pretty darn interesting.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So are you guys um, I know like recently I had this thing and I was it called Smart 911? I think yes. I filled out and that was for my cell phone. I kind of listed who was in my family, um, medical conditions. I can't remember everything because it's been a few years since I've done it. but do you want to talk about that? Is that sure. a, a useful Smart 911
2: still? is an amazing tool that's paid for by the county commissioners. It is currently active in our county, Lake County, the state of Michigan, uh, different locations over in Illinois, and even going further south, several counties have this. The benefit to this is you can have one Smart 911 account per household, but you can have multiple phone numbers on that account. And on this, you can put your children's information, their pictures, if they have cell phones, family members, you can put your vehicle information, your animals that you have in the house, any medical information that applies to you or your loved ones that might receive a call from. Uh, you could have someone who is, say, an autistic child, 14 years old, that's high-functioning, autistic, non-speaking, you can have their picture, their name, and oh, that's they'd cool. say they say they're mm-hmm. afraid of those in uniform that approach them. Mm-hmm. You can put if you get a call from this number, this is so-and-so, high functioning autistic. You need to say his name and this keyword, otherwise it's gonna run from you. And do the police see this then? So that's the info, dispatch, the will dispatch see information. Up, okay. And most of this we have what's called a smart nine one profile will pop up. That's based on what I said earlier that Annie it searches by that number. We cannot access the system for information of smart nine one unless you call nine one one. All of your data is perfectly secure um, we have about 45 minutes of access to that once that number is dialed mm-hmm. from and then if had that been the event where that child's calling for help but can't talk mm-hmm. we know who he is we've got better location data through the app being on their phone mm-hmm. and then when we send the unit we can tell them hey we have smart now one, data pop up it actually states you have to say his name and this keyword otherwise he's gonna run if we didn't have that Child sees a uniform. Well, child's gonna run. Mm-hmm. You could have wow. a, a grandparent or parent or brother or sister with Alzheimer's. Uh, as you go on and on, their number you can just put on the back with a little sticker. Mm-hmm. Call nine one. They'll be able to find you. They call nine one. We know where they live. We know their medical history. We have mm-hmm. all this information that we didn't have at our hands before. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You can call if you have hard time breathing. And, you know, and that's all we get. It's a cell phone. We're getting that false data of 50 meters one way or another possibly, remind me that if it's an older cell phone, we're not getting any good data. It's called what's a phase two phone, sorry, a wireless phone. Phase two gives us better location data, but a wireless phone that's an older model doesn't give us location data. We, we get what's called hmm. a quadrant from a cell tower. It's somewhere that way in the northwest. Oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> is that like a burner phone, too? Would that do the same thing, or is so that more upgraded? So, burner would
2: do very similar because it's not giving us the exact right. location. Craig's <laughs> asking about but burner phones
1: here. He's going to
0: Puerto Rico. I, Rico. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're mentioning Puerto Rico a lot. You must be a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tony's trying to keep us on task. And <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's I, I, I wish you guys could see his face. He's never phones, coming on here again. <laughs> but you have the older phones that don't have a connection to any of the services <laughs> and you'll give those to their kids Just yeah i'm like crazy off of that and not realize it still dials 911. are oh, you kidding oh done. my kids and have dummy phones you, that aren't connected oh wow! But so when you're, i didn't if know if that. they have if they have huh. wi-fi on it yeah it still can call 911. Oh. so when your child has this great imagination they're talking to 911 operator <sighs> no daddy's busy no no they're talking to us so wow. That's when you take the phone away, oh, I'm so sorry, and that's why we don't send the police to your house. Oh, my goodness.
0: Hey, speaking of taking the phone away, we have to do a identification here. See how we kind of segued into that? You're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM. <laughs> Community radio. Uh, this is Porter County Buzz. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Greg Sims. Annie Bozek is uh, about six feet away from me, smiling up. Uh, and in between us is Tony Stua from Porter County E911. So here we go go ahead (laughs) sorry to interrupt but you know
2: Hey I wanted to ask you
1: about um, so I walked into the old dispatch center and I walked in and there was monitors everywhere first of all there's TV screens in there Did you
0: break it when you walked into it? I did I just had to ask (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, And there was you know so these dispatchers I I work in a dispatch center my my team has two screens you guys had like six or seven I mean is that still the case in the new Stoppers. don't give me crap for not visiting yet
2: I'm coming yeah, I'm curious I'm coming. is that what it looks Each like position, we one <laughs> so we have eight screens per workstation uh, we're working on trying to get some monitors set up on the walls where we can have access to uh, other cameras throughout the county and also have access to local news where if there's something going on Dispatch becomes more of a focal point on how to handle everything going on. Uh, they currently have four screens for their CAD station, they have two for their phone system, one for our radio system, and one for a network computer where they do uh, documents and different filings that they need for our stuff. And do they get county email? They get,
1: the, they get county email rates.
2: as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah and and you mentioned something too that the sheriff's department has there's certain schools that have cameras and the sheriff's department if there's an emergency can tap into those cameras and then now nine one one, if they can tap into those too then that's even more eyes on a very potential bad situation you know to guide people in the right locations for help and support
2: they can't can't you do some of the schools now is that what so that's one of the things we're working on at this time yeah luckily the sheriff's been very diligent, but working with us on making sure we have access Mm -hmm. to things that are going to benefit the county and benefit his responders as well. And we've been having the support from the commissioners and the council to make sure our 911 center becomes more the benchmark for the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're trying to reach out to do it. I I think, in my opinion, I don't want to see any 911 center fail because I could be driving through another community. I don't want to see anybody hurt Mm -hmm. because their center's not up to par. Uh, We are trying to make sure we fall under what's considered best practices and industry standards Mm -hmm. following APCO and NENA. I've worked on several different uh, standards committees and different other groups for those agencies. And we're trying to make sure that we are providing the best possible services no matter where we're at. Right,
1: and you guys, and that's what I, I mean, I love and hate about you. You're always asking for more, which you should be. You should always be defining for your people, but as a council member, it's kind of hard. You know, it's kind of hard to say no sometimes, but that is awesome. Is You guys are always trying to get better.
0: See, see, now, are you familiar with the school guard too?
1: Oh, Are you we, familiar I, with it, Andy? Mom, I think my mom had that when she was working at the school. Something about you could... Oh,
0: yeah. If, if, and then, and then here it looks It says, details. report armed intruder and call 911. Don't so press that No, I'm not going <laughs> to press that button. But so it we, goes to you automatically as well as. Okay. No,
2: that's cool. So we have a system yeah. right now Yeah,
0: dispatches all the police in a, in a certain area. Incorrect. And they converge onto this location. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense stuff. But yeah.
2: We have a monitor for that in our center and it goes out as... Greg said it goes out to all the local law enforcement, and it could be someone who's not even from this area, if they are law enforcement driving in the area, and they're part of that system. Yeah, it will notify them because then they can respond. So like an all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. No, yeah, that's pretty great to have.
0: Yeah. Oh, in, in this day and age, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, day pretty day. quick response.
1: What are your? Um, have you guys talked now? I've heard things on the news that ring doorbell cameras. And, uh, Personally, I don't want any access to my cameras, but like my ring doorbell camera. Are you guys trying to get access to that? I know police, some agencies were trying to work at stuff like that.
2: So in that respect, what we've seen and what I would, the only thing I would ever push is I think police departments should be able to have access to a ring camera after the fact, but we don't want to have access to the, we're not trying to play big brother. We're trying to look at people's houses Mm -hmm. and see what's going on in front. Uh, Usually when people sign off on that ring doorbell access, it's to, review previous access uh, I oh this, exactly. okay. great we're not we're not monitoring people's lives i don't want to see what's going on in somebody's house uh we have a as we're going forward with next generation 911, there are new capabilities that they've already even with smart 911. one of those is they asked if we wanted to be a beta site and we said no uh we could actually send a message to your phone and request to have access to your camera and your microphone
0: the camera on your phone on your phone Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: and oh, oh, for saying no, because wow. Uh, well, it's, no, it's but spam. explain,
0: explain it's, this. Don't, I mean. So
2: the difference is if yeah. you call and there's something you want to show us, like, hey, you found what you think to be human remains in, in the park. And someone wants to show us, okay, we can say, let's give it access. We look at it and we take that picture gets put into our CAD. We send that picture to the MDT so the officers know where they're walking into it, uh, whether it's be or, our center. S- right. Not, my problem is, and this is where I'm worried, I'm, I'm, as an individual, terrified for my dispatchers. I don't want it to be, uh, we're working on making suicide awareness going on. Uh, if somebody tries to do something on a camera that we see, I don't want to put my, my dispatchers right. into mental. Oh, right. We already, if yeah. they deal with a stressful call, I've reached out to several of our dispatchers afterwards, just to make sure they're okay. We have a great team of supervisors who we've talked to. If the dispatcher seems me they have a problem, notify myself or the deputy director where they are aware of what's going on so we can follow up. We may have to send them to Porter Stark. We may Mm -hmm. have to find additional resources that need to talk to somebody. They just mean it might need a day off because of a stressful call. Mm -hmm. They do come in. That same thing happens with officers and firemen. Our problem is we don't get the closure these other departments get. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what we have to take into account. We have to take some way, some measures to create a policy and procedure Mm -hmm. of how we'll deal if they get that stressful call or the stressful video. Because some dispatchers, they took this job because they don't want to see it. Yeah. They can hear it. Right. They can go home and they can decompress. To have that visual stuck in the yeah. back of your brain, we've got a plan ahead.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, I'm not in shape, but that's why I've always been, never wanted to be a fireman. I can attest to
0: that, everybody.
1: Uh, uh, whoa, sh- I got some shape to my body. It's just round. <laughs> um, and, and that's my that's whole thing. Skinny guy <laughs> saying, <trend. That's> <laughs> <laughs> When you hear some of these stories at the firemen and the first responders and police have to see, it's like, oh my goodness, I... Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that job, and that's that's interesting you say that, because I, I was thinking more of naughty pictures from people oh. trying to prank you guys, but yeah, that's... Yeah. So
2: that we, we had the prank calls where it's a burner phone, and someone's cursing the phone, and they're making their comments, or heavy breathing to one of our call takers, unfortunately, and that can be laughed off, and yes, the, the a naughty one will send somebody, and you know, hopefully arrest them, and get them <laughs> to again, yeah. I don't want to subject my uh, dispatchers to that either, <laughs> but... Those and, and when I explain this to some of the people from Rave when they're talking about this, I'm like, mm. "That's not what's on the forefront, but we have to try to take the totality of the circumstances, what could happen, right and make sure we're protected."
0: Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate because no matter what, you're gonna have someone being a jerk out there about it, you know. But but does the good, the potential good, outweigh the the potential negative? And yes. we'd hope, hope to say a yes, it's, it's, you know. It's just yeah. A of time.
2: yeah, it's a push yeah. for next generation 911. They think mm-hmm. giving us more abilities. Will benefit and in some ways, it
0: will. You know, George Orwell would be very impressed by that, by the way. You know, he was talking about it in 1984, you know, I believe. Uh, yeah, somewhere
1: around there.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: So, I know, um, and I, Greg, if, if you had a question, I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm just We're We're rolling with things here. Yeah, know, thinking about. um We had recently, when I was on the council last, had switched over from was it the 700 megahertz the 900
2: megahertz or so what was it? 700 megahertz yeah. okay. uh, just a small change we still consider it's seven hundred. it's very similar it just gives us a better capabilities with the state radio network uh and we came off of VHF and we're utilizing this system it's a more robust system and we actually have five different towers and if anything were to happen one of those we have redundancy upon redundancy oh they can all cover the same areas? Yes, so it's, we're pretty much in a ring, uh, or the ring is within our jurisdiction.
0: Is it a ring of fire?
2: <laughs> just ask okay. Johnny Cash decided that you got into my head. Song. Good, uh, song. Bad joke. Good, uh, good song. Bad joke. But when we lose one, if we lose one of the powers, the other four will take over. We okay. We wouldn't lose anything. Uh, when we were moving to our new center, we had to go down and just lose part of our radio system to the state and be working off of what's called a trunking system. Uh, all our radios is going to a site trunk and the officers can still communicate, we can still communicate. We just didn't have all the capabilities of additional... Because that's what stoppers. state
1: police is on, I always hear, right? Trunking or something?
2: Well, they're also on these, these systems. They're providers. on both. Okay. That's how that works.
1: So, so is the system's all up, it's running, everything's good?
2: Mm-hmm. Everything's running, everything's getting better every day, we're finding ways to improve our redundancy, we're finding, pretty much when we moved into the center, Wiener said it's not going to be all bells and whistles right away mm-hmm. and everything's perfect. Uh, we're we're trying to find out what circuits we can discontinue that have been going on for the past ten years. That
1: what um, circuit? As in files? Phone so number? This is, like, say
2: a radio connection to hmm. probably a VHF tower, maybe out in Cows. Oh, okay. Or something that's out hmm. over in Burns Harbor that we have not utilized in the past five to ten years, mm-hmm. but everything was connected over there. We didn't know where we were going to lose a connection from. We're at the news center. We're going to be starting a, a process after we get done with our CAD to start disconnecting circuits that we no longer need. We have nothing, no active data being transmitted on this. It seems it's just, it's sitting there, we'll, we're gonna do some type of cost savings by this and slowly get rid of the old equipment that's no longer being functional for yeah. us. Hmm.
1: Oh, it makes sense yeah it, you're removing things that could potentially fail and then you have to try to find out what the heck failed anyway when cool. we don't even know what the heck's being used so you guys your top floor fourth floor stop and um, top do you, you view, oh, view oh that's, is it
0: beautiful you gotta come you see take it. a nice elevator ride go. up there oh yeah do you
1: got windows up there cuz it's so all <laughs> <Yeah>. there
0: right <laughs> yeah. Of...
2: yeah everybody has good windows with me
0: oh that sounds fair yeah. actually, actually that's true He's got to get on a show. ladder to uh, look out the window <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration
2: but Deputy Director Page loves her window in her office, and my on this is as I have a military background. I am very firm on chain of command, mm-hmm. and I believe that I should be the last person they get to at the end of the hall. If they come to me first, and there's someone else they're supposed to go to, they may have a better chance of trying to talk to me first. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure people follow chain of command. They've learned, and I've drilled it in so so well. I think they understand the reason for this is we need to give the individuals who are responsible for certain departments mm-hmm. within our agency. To handle that properly. Mm-hmm. I don't like to make step stepped over. Yeah. Well, it makes sense that if, once you
0: step
1: over people, then you got feelings that get hurt. It just causes so much more drama. That's, the, that's the right okay. way to and do it. And he
0: doesn't exactly. want people to eat his chocolates on his desk. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> <there's laughs> a nice he little bowl. I'm <laughs> the diabetic of chocolate. I'm going to eat it. Dispatches, come and have
1: chocolate. So. Uh, and this is just a weird question. Uh, are, are there not tours? that the other ones haven't been oh, weird, oh, but okay. that's okay. There's a lot more weird ones coming. Do, do you guys accept to have public tours? Is there a day where people, the public can come see it? Or is that all private and you don't want people to see that room? It's not
2: that we don't want people to see it. We do have regulations because, again, back with IDEX, there are certain things that are being transmitted either through uh, the radio yeah. or they're on the screen. And, and
0: privacy stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Someone's calling
2: in because they don't want someone to come in as they're walking through and they can hear what's going on they're going to hear their neighbor's address and they're going to hear information that they should not be privy to. Right. Mm-hmm. All of our information that we have is is flippable, is freeway information, they can do an opera, opera request for it and they can have that. However, we don't want it to be leaked inadvertently. So if someone did want to do a tour, we would. there's documentation we need to fill out, make sure they have no felonies, anything in their background. Mm. We have no problem bringing someone in to see what's going on, but we need to follow our policies for the county to make sure. Same as if they want to walk through a sheriff's department or somewhere else, it can be done. Uh, We did an open house before, and we could have public kind of this as well. We wanted to make sure, if somebody wanted to see that. Now, we minimized this over the past few years because of COVID, we weren't going to have that. As we go, I think it would be nice to have the public realize what we have here for Porter County. Mm -hmm see what their tax dollars are going to, and see why it's so important.
1: I think it is, and it's a really, it's cool, seeing all the technology <laughs> right there in your face. I mean, oh, even yeah. if you guys were to take a picture and kind of black out your screens and post it on Facebook, I think it would be a great thing to kind of share with the public where we, we, did. Um, we do have Oh, business. you do, okay, great.
2: So when we did the move, we actually put our very last dispatch team, the last ship that worked at the old center, mm-hmm. and then the very Was Kara in that picture? Uh, actually, she was. <laughs> nice, nice. She actually went from, from high school. From. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she does a great job with the photography. We do we appreciate her and what she's done as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we've got pictures of the News Center. We made sure we posted those as well. Oh, that is so cool. So wow. I, I take a lot of pride in the people we have there because, yes, we have ups and downs. And people make mistakes. And that's going to happen because we're human. But they are dedicated to taking care of the public. There are not many callings as high as what they're doing. Uh, they don't get to get out there and meet the people. They have to try to save somebody on the phone i've got people who talk people out of suicide on the phone mm-hmm. talk to somebody and literally the dispatcher on the phone the call taker the 911 operator we have so many different titles and, and most of the people on our staff want to make sure they're involved a 911 operator 911 telecommunicator some of them have been the last person that someone heard okay. as they give their mm-hmm. last breath and just want to say tell my family i love and these dispatchers hold that in their heart for the rest of the mm-hmm. they Do they talk they do to
1: the family at that point and actually pass a message? I've kind of always wondered. I so,
2: if, if it came down to where we knew that, we would want to be able to get them introduced to the family. We have tried to mm-hmm. connect, uh, we've had, we just recognized two dispatchers a few months ago for two different childbirth, um, wow. and we, we present this uh, award to them in front of the commissioners as well. Mm-hmm. And they deserve it, they, they should be recognized. I wish we could recognize them more. Uh, sometimes we don't know it's a life save. We don't know the child is mm-hmm. okay. And the ones we don't know about, it's unfortunate. We found out some after the fact that somebody had met with a family and somebody was saved through CPR of, of our doing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that's those are feel cases so great. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. There should be a connection. Uh, so that's an, as soon as we get CAD done and a couple other steps, we can start focusing. We want to do public education. COVID was horrible. We're, Unfortunately, 911 is considered redhead stepchild policy. It is. I won't lie about it. Um, we are the first ones there. We're the last ones to know at the end. But I will tell you right now: talk to a dispatcher. They are the best darn detectives you'll ever meet. <laughs> they will tell you who did it, what they were doing, how they did it, and nine times out of ten, they're right. Wow. Detectives don't come talk to them. They do all their research, and then like the, what that dispatcher said the other day, they were spot on. <laughs>
0: That's wow. crazy. Yeah. But I guess
2: they're dealing with it every day. Right. And kind of understand, you know, mm. a lot
0: of these
1: people have been in the position for quite some time, right? I mean, these, I know you got some new hires in, but you've got some old people, not old people, but. Wow. Okay, that was Andy Bozick that said end- that, everybody. Well,
0: that's what I wanted to say. I was trying to say, not <laughs> like angel. age old. I meant how long are <laughs> there? Dang, I'm dang. Experienced, maybe? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay <now. laughs> It's a (laughs) Monday. Well, it's supposed to be a Tuesday. Oh, it's a Tuesday. This is Tuesday. (laughs) And you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Bus. (laughs) with host Greg, <laughs> Greg Sims, Sims and Andy Bozik with special with guest, guest Anthony Stua Tony. some people aka Tony that's yeah. yes, right we're, we're doing the ear quotes right now and and if anyone has a question feel free to call it or to uh email us at pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com and we'll get back to you as soon as we can but yeah, yeah.
1: Tony's well, our <laughs> E911 director here for Porter County and mm-hmm. he's He's uh, doing it, you said, about two and a half years now, and he's been mm-hmm. kicking butt. That's why we have him on today. And, and taking a few
0: names, about. too, by and the take way. Take that's right. That because <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> he's dispatching the police. That's all he's after me next. <laughs> oh,
0: so my can goodness.
1: You tell, and so, like if you have a bad story, and obviously you're not using names, and you just want to talk to your friends, are you guys allowed, or is there privacy information? <laughs> like, I'm, Again, you're not using
2: names. Can you talk about stories like that? or...? so in general with, with the way 911 works as long as you're not giving a name address or, or clarifying information who it was we understand people do have discussions um, i've given stories about calls that happen as long as i'm not giving anything can pinpoint an individual or a location hmm. you're not sharing information okay. um and like it's you don't give descriptors that would identify mm-hmm. someone. Um, and each dispatcher has a if, if you can get just one department to come together and say we want to write a book you'd be amazed at the stories you get and, and the variety and how it, some of them are interesting and humorous some are are horrifically sad and tragic and should never have happened but there it's a it's a wide gambit of different types of calls and this is somebody saying you can get maybe two or three dozen different types of calls in just one day oh. hmm. I so I we're, we're constantly yeah. getting those calls in
1: so I work at a dispatch department. We would dispatch trucks. I get a call a few years ago, and it's 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 this lady, and she's freaking out. She's like, there's this truck, one of your trucks is on the side of the road, and he's out there cutting some head off of something. Da, 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 da. I was like, What the oh heck, heck is going on? This guy's from, from Michigan. Now I can say his name. His name's Craig Potter. He oh calls me God. a few minutes later. He's like, there's this lady out here, and she's screaming at me. i was like, why? What's going on? Well, someone hit a deer, and it had a nice rack, so I'm out here getting it. Like, oh, oh, my Are you kidding God. me, bro? <laughs> With our truck, our door signs on there, says reliable transfer, you got blood all over you. So yeah, that's my my funny dispatch story. Obviously, nothing like the stuff that you guys deal with. Well, maybe.
2: (laughs) I will say this. I used to work at a center in Homewood (laughs) Illinois. I'll give it out. Um, I had a Homewood officer have to put a uh, deer down on Halstead, and I had the facilities department, Public Works, bring it to the back of the dispatch center, and I field dressed that deer in the back lot oh my and put it in my truck, but I didn't have a nice So car you're the guy! With a utility number. Oh
1: goodness.
2: So I am a deer hunter, and I just picked up one of the rack I had, a European mount, so yes. And I, my dispatchers <laughs> that I worked with back the time, if they hear this, they'll be laughed because they were surprised I had barely any blood on me. Oh, you did uh, well. Huh. Because it's, well, I, Field dressed several deer and if I had a better knife it would have be been easier, but there was a little bit of blood on my shoe. <laughs> and then my director at the time was upset because there was a pool of blood that froze because it was in the middle of the winter. Oh. <laughs> now you're the
1: director, now you can
2: yell at people.
0: Holy cow, that's a crazy story though, it's, oh my gosh. It's the
1: stuff you deal with. But that's what I'm saying, like the dispatchers that we deal with are, um, get so many different calls from drivers and different mm-hmm. things like that. Like the 911 has got to be even crazier, yeah. you know. Yeah. A lot of stuff we're doing now is on the computers. It's not as much talking to the driver anymore. Mm-hmm. We kind of lost oh. it. it, kind of stinks, you know, because you've lost that that relationship. You've mm-hmm. kind of gone to emails yeah. and messaging, you say what that's doing to society. Ah, that's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why some of these
2: departments don't like consolidation. Consolidation has been proven to work, and I, I've, I've heard of other people in other counties and other jurisdictions that they say, we want our old centers back. We can dispatch Hawaii from Porter County. Can you tell
1: us what that means? Because we know, but what are yeah. the, so so the state
2: of Indiana has now regulated consolidation. And you can have up to two PSAPs, emergency communication centers, or public safety answering points within the county. Um, with that being said, everyone was required to come into one consolidation point. Uh, they could have a second one. They end up having Porter and Chesterton doing a. It's more of a secondary PSAP, but that's where all the surcharge money goes to because they understand you're going to spend less overall by having one department and consolidate that equipment as opposed to trying to have. 10 to 20 different locations. Now mm-hmm. you might have say, we dispatch for approximately 24 different agencies. If you were to have 24 different individual entities, each one having at least two pieces of equipment, that's 40 consoles. We have 10. Mm. Wow. You have now you've gone one fourth of the cost. Now staffing, right. you're going to need at least three to five people to staff each mm-hmm. one of those 20 locations. So you need a hundred people. So every city and town used to have their own pretty much? Uh, not every city, but they you You could have had that. Each police department could have their own district wow. center. Uh, and I'm only going off of just the agency. So the fire departments, the police departments, and the sheriff's department. So, and EMA, also uh, Northwest Regional for EMS. Each mm-hmm. one having to, to house their own staff and for that. I would think
1: it would slow it down, too. If you get a call and you've mm-hmm. got to make those transfers again. Yeah, mm-hmm. the shared yeah.
2: This is all housed <clears> the <throat> one thing. Imagine having 15 different CAD vendors trying to provide services. Now, nothing's communicating properly. Uh, you're not going to have, and, and you might not have everybody on the same page. We currently are trying to utilize best practices for a training. We have a training manual that we initiated january of 2020 and we're still revamping as a living document we understand that uh we had to push from Porter County Commissioners to make sure, hey Tony, when you get here, we need you to get this training manual done as soon as possible. Mm. Oh, there was, wasn't one in place. For there was a uh, the start of a training manual that wasn't fully completed, mm. we had to revamp that. Well, when you
1: took that. over, too, they, the amount of employees in that department was way down as well. They, they were having trouble filling the position, so that's another great thing that you've done. Is
2: we've been done, we've been doing, bro. I'm blessed with the team we have because they understand what we're trying <laughs> to do, and again. I look at the director's role, there are four things, four main things that every director should be doing, and the rest is is summary fluff. We need to provide proper equipment. We need to provide proper training. We need to provide respect and recognition to our dispatchers, and we need to hold them accountable when needed. This job may not be for someone, so we hold them accountable. We go through proper disciplinary measures, escalate the discipline, uh, progress the discipline for that. and then might even do a performance improvement plan or a pip on someone. Make sure they are trying to correct it. At the end of the day, if we realize this is not the right job for you, I'm going to send you on your way to find the right job. It's not because I don't like you, it's because I don't want ever to one of our dispatchers to be on any of the news stations because they did something they should have. Mm-hmm. And if this is the job they can't get down pat in order to do that, I'm not I'm not going to put our dispatchers in jeopardy while putting a resident in jeopardy as well. The, the center can recover from some of those because they violated policy or they didn't follow their training. But then we're negligently retentive, retentive of those employees, so we have to make sure we make the hard decisions. I do not like terminating people. I do not like writing people up. I'd much rather give commendation and recognition. But if I do those four things, mm-hmm. the center will improve. Yeah. Right now we've worked on the better equipment. We're working on the better training. We have been trying to get better recognition, and we have been holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. One of the first rides when I came into Porter County, I had a dispatcher, won't give a name. She said to me, I applaud you for keeping your word and saying you're going to hold people accountable. Hmm. I just hate that I'm the first one you're holding accountable. <laughs> and I think we've wow. been consistent <clears throat> the past two and a half years. Yeah. Well,
1: as long as you're consistent and fair, right. I mean, some people, like you said, it's just not the right job. They're either too worked up, get too excited, mm-hmm. or they're mean. I mean you can't have that right. kind of. You have to have someone that's calm on the other line. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not I'm, But sure. I think you need to have someone yeah. that's calm on yeah. That line. Yeah. Because I, I mean if I'm calling nine one one and I'd be a great test. If you guys ever need any testing, I can really <laughs> get worked up over things every well not pretend I really get worked up over
0: things. Yeah, have you listened to our show lately? Yes. <laughs>
2: I've been to the council meetings. They don't let me talk anymore. They told me to be quiet.
0: Okay. (laughs) Now, you don't like some things. Do you like green eggs and ham? I just had to ask. I do like green eggs. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) cool. And he's saying he doesn't like this, and my head is popping Dr. Dr. Seuss. Green eggs and ham? It's a teacher in you, man. I don't know what it is, yeah. So oh what my else? Do so you guys
1: have got any big projects going on? I mean, is there any big investments that you guys are thinking about making along with the county council? Because we'd have to wow. be Wow! But what what is the long term goal? Like, where are you guys going? Not your wish list, but where do you guys have to be?
2: So where we have to be is right now, as we're finishing up the CAD conversion, uh, and a lot of this, a large portion is we're converting over eleven years of data from Tiburon into Premier One, so that. All the departments will have access to the records of what happened with Rob.
1: It's not just an easy import button, oh, huh?
2: God, I wish. There's no, there's no easy button for this. Uh, if I still have this head of hair and I know nobody can see it, there's not much there as it is. But as long as I keep this amount by May, I'll be happy. Uh, but again, I have an amazing team that's working diligently to try to get these things done. That's our, our main goal right now. But after April rolls through and we're into May we have to do what's called a refresh on our, it's called Emergency Fire Dispatch. We currently uh, utilize EMD through Priority Dispatch, Emergency Medical Dispatch. This is what gives us the ability to give CPR instructions, deliver a child, explain to somebody how to stop the bleeding, and any other type of research. Well, it's like, it's a
1: Google for you? Like you no, know, So it's an
2: application that's part of our CAD now. It's a, it's a, a ProQA is what it's called, uh, for, through Priority Dispatch. So when we're using ProQA, we can, it'll ask us, they'll have questions they ask, and it's, it's like a script of what oh. you're going to ask. And then it tells you what, you, what call this is, the type is going to be. And if you need to give CPR instructions, it has it. Now all of our dispatchers are CPR certified. And it is a requirement through the state of Indiana that you do EMD procedures. Um, anybody who's non-compliant, they can lose their funding through the state as well, which is, is a whole other debacle that I don't want to try to touch. But once we get our dispatchers refreshed on emergency fire dispatch, we were never able to implement emergency fire dispatch with Tibron. Uh, They wouldn't support our change, and if anything would have gone wrong, we're on our Mm -hmm. own. Sure. So Mm. with with Premier One, P1 for Motorola, we're going to have this rollout. We want to make sure we do refresher training with our dispatchers. They've already been certified on it. We haven't used it, so I want to make sure they all get that refresher done. Then we'll push that out. We've talked to the commissioners and the different fire departments. The next step is what I think is a necessity is fire station alerting, and what that would be is dispatch. Currently, if they are trying to dispatch, say, five different fire departments for mutual aid fires, full-on structure fire, they have to set the tones. The tones have to go out for all five agencies. Then after that goes to back out, back-to-back, back. Back, then the dispatcher is going to what's called ride the tones and they give the call out. They have to give that out. Now, there's another call that's coming in. That call's gonna hold as they're doing this. Once they state all the un- all the agencies that are going, type of call and any additional information, then they get off and they, they disconnect they're typing this stuff in, now they're going to go to do the second call. Well, this second call i already been waiting for a while. With the fire station wing we've already been looking at, um, they can just type in a command to dispatch the call, hit enter. All five agencies' locations will go off individually. It's going to tell them what the call is, who is it. they all get it at the same time. There is no delay. That person can be typing in the next call to dispatch. dispatch it dispatch it goes off immediately, you've just dispatched. Six different agencies and two calls in less than 10 seconds versus the however many minutes long it's going to take for the dispatcher to give it out. You're, now the voice hmm. is going to be either Digital Dan or Digital Debbie, but dispatch can focus on what their role is. We already know what needs to go out for that dispatch. It's, it's a verbal, and it stays the same each time. Uh, you're not going to to worry about the inflection. God forbid that the person who took the call is the one dispatching the call. And maybe that call was a record call where they said there's a whole family that's deceased. And God forbid, I pray that, that this county does not go through any of those anymore mm. anytime soon. Period. But we know it's going to happen. But this is going to allow us to focus on what we're doing and making sure information goes out as quick as possible for the responders to get out that door.
1: That sounds great. I mean, it sounds like we're going to finally enter two thousand ten
2: because that should. Have been, <laughs> <sounds like> <laughs> I'm of what the heck? Like, oh my goodness,
1: yeah. It yeah. just seems oh. like this day and age with computers and the way things are, mm-hmm. that's how it should be. So great mm-hmm. to hear that we're we're yeah. getting there and. I'm sorry you're here that way now
2: <laughs> the funny thing is we're at a point where I think for Porter County in, in general I being very specific actually everything we have since I've come in the only thing that we had put in place before I started was our new phone system that was in March of 2019 I started in September of 2019 so I'm like okay I'm, I'm fine with that that's new and everything else we've done Center all these other things the components are Brand new, so we can also look at our capital budget replacement later on in the future to make sure we're properly budgeting for things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is to ask for money minimally, uh, if nothing at all. Well, I um, think we've, we've seen budget. that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I <laughs> mean, yeah. mean for the you better. You're more money back yeah. than what yeah. right. I even asked
1: for. Well, and I think uh, this year you're going to get some more back. I heard. That's oh, Yeah, that, this is, this is that's crazy. the second you know, time I I've heard that, that too. That. This is a yeah. rumor, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: supposed to be applause
0: in the picture.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> we need sound effects. We need something for that one. <laughs> we actually
1: <do laughs> A slashing as you're walking through the... <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, I think we've we've asked you like so not like, but we've asked you a lot of good questions. Is there anything else that you got to talk about? Is like what nine one one does? Are
2: we missed or? Uh, well, one thing I do want to point out is in the middle of this whole CAD conversion that we're doing, and it's it's going to be a daunting task for all the individuals involved, uh, every department. And I would say for Porter County, I and this is to everyone out there, especially for the public safety community, I am grateful for the interactions I've had with the not only the, the politicians within porter county but the department heads the, the police chiefs the fire chiefs their deputies a, we have an amazing rapport uh, mm-hmm. going to the porter county fire association having the meetings with them they are welcoming and they are willing to work with us because we're not trying to butt heads mm-hmm. i understand i understand the, the commissioners and the council have hard decisions we have to make i will still ask for money when we need it i will ask for things for our department i try to look at it at a view of Uh, I I spoke with Commissioner Good at one point in time and I pointed out through what they've discussed with me in the past, when I started I made the mistake of looking at everything I'm going to ask for in the lens of what's over my department. How will this benefit my department? I have tried to evolve that to look at how will what I want that benefits my department benefit the county as a whole. Mm. If I don't look at it from that perspective, I'm being selfish. I understand that. I'm being selfish for my dispatchers, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not. But you should fight. For your right, back. every department
0: head should be fighting Correct. for their people.
2: But when, we're, when the departments are looking at how they're going to fight for their department, mm-hmm. we should be taking into account how will this impact the county as a whole. Mm. If what's going to benefit me is going to harm the majority of the county, it's not a good choice. Right. You're going to yeah. tell me no every time. Right. If I can at least articulate, this benefit is going to benefit the county overall and even more, it's harder for you to say no I mean. you can still do it. But at least it's harder <laughs> then.
0: Um, he was looking at Andy, by the way.
2: <laughs> but the departments have been on our side and they've been very uh, upfront, By listen, we've got your back on this, and it's not something we've ever tried, but I, I, I applaud that they work mm-hmm. with us. And mm-hmm. when they have a problem, they call. I've told them all, contact this email if you have a complaint, and we will look into it, and we've had times where we've had to say, mm-hmm. this wasn't handled properly. We follow the proper course, and that person learned, oh, I didn't know that, it wasn't talked to us in the past, I'll make sure I don't do that again. Oh, mm-hmm. And we're evolving and becoming a better center because of mm-hmm. it. So it's a mm-hmm. great uh, connection, almost a symbiosis of the entire public safety.
0: Symbiosis—that's a word you don't hear very often. <laughs> I don't know. What that means, <laughs> and that was a marine that said that. That's very uh, n- not to knock any marines out there, but
1: wow. <laughs> Do I just dial 911? Is it that easy to reach that you? Or will <laughs> <They'll, they'll> transfer <laughs> you back if you're
2: in the easy. Even if you're if you're in doubt, call 911. If you think it's something that could be an emergency, call 911. We don't want someone calling non-emergency and because only because when you call 911, we are able to have better location service.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I always right. feel so, bad for and I do deal dial the non-emergency when I see something on the road or something like that.
2: So you're saying? If it's something you know for a fact, oh, there's a dead deer on the side of the road, you don't need to call Well, no, yeah, I it's mean, all well, like, stuff right. in the road. But, but if you, like, you see something that, like, okay, that stuff in the road might cause an accident, that's, call 911. Oh, call 911. okay. That's fine. Okay. That one is for emergency services. So if we need to get someone out there immediately to make sure that something doesn't happen, we do it. If you see somebody laying, the, laying on the road, we want you really to call 911 because well, okay. we need to get somebody out there immediately. Yeah. Right. What I would like to add is we do have our uh, National Telecommunicator Week, which is the second week of April oh awesome so we try to recognize our dispatchers we we try to give them whatever we can Uh, like we do some cookouts we have some theme days when is this again second week of April okay so is there anything
0: like that the community can be like if they want to help out or do something
2: Uh, oh boy I'll try Quickly. to get some, information for Give us some more okay, information just, on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call in and I'll, I'll send yeah that sounds cool. We'll cut our show a little early. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate you allowing me to be on here to talk about it. <sighs> I do love our industry.
0: No, yeah, we're we'd love to have you. Yeah, and and exactly and more. I'm sure. Yeah, we can we can always bring you back and have some more stuff. Yeah. So yeah. That's and good. If you, yeah. Yeah. Mind. <laughs> yeah. if you
1: have stuff to share, we'll share it on Facebook. Too. Absolutely. Well, thank Absolutely. you guys for for listening to us, uh, goofballs, today. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Porter County Buzz on 103.1 WVLP with your host. Greg Sims and, and the little guy
0: Andy. That's oh little my little goodness. Little yes. And, uh, and Tony Stools yes. here from E911 Porter County. Thanks a lot everybody and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.